Welcome to the Arlington Baptist Podcast. So glad that you're joining me again today. Well, I'm going to take a break from my series that I've been doing, and I told you occasionally we'll do that, and we're so excited about having a special guest today, uh, Dr. Charles Weatherby, my former pastor here at Victory Baptist Church out in Weatherford. And we're sitting in his office in his beautiful home out here, and I've asked him to come on and do a few episodes with us to talk about a very important subject. It's dear to his heart, dear to my heart. It should be dear to any Christian's heart, and that is the subject of stewardship. And so we're going to set our aside our verse-by-verse study of Revelation that we were doing and have Brother Weatherby with us for a couple of episodes. Uh, let me just say something about Brother Weatherby. I got to work under his ministry at Victory Baptist Church in Weatherford, Texas for seven years. Uh, even my wife got on staff for a few of those years, and we had a wonderful experience out here. We love the church, love Brother Weatherby. I consider him a mentor and a friend uh, and a great blessing to our family and to the church now that I pastor. He's been out there, uh, him and his wife, Shelly. So as we uh, go into our series, I just wanted to uh, say Brother Weatherby has recently retired after 29 years of pastoring the same church. God bless you, brother. There's not a lot of preachers that stay at one church that long. It takes a special kind of character and faith and dependence on God to pastor a church for 29 years. I know being in the pastorate myself that it, it, you go through a lot mm-hmm. in pastoring a church over that many years. But he's been a great blessing and a great help to me. And uh, this subject of stewardship has been one of Brother, Weather, Brother Weatherby's great fortes, his great uh, challenges in his life. He has been teaching and preaching on stewardship. Every year, their church has a conference. He's the only pastor I know that does this, but it's been a great example. They, every year, have a, I think it's a couple days or a week long, something like that. Sunday through Wednesday. Yes, Sunday through Wednesday on the subject of stewardship. Now, if you're listening and you don't know what stewardship is, you've never even maybe heard of it, that's what we want to do this series, to explain to you how important stewardship is. So first of all, welcome, Brother Weatherby. We're so glad that you're with us on our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I know you're busy. We're all busy. Thank you for taking the time. I'm going to just kind of ask Brother Weatherby some things. He's he's just such a goldmine of wisdom on stewardship that I know he could just take off with us and go. So we're just going to kind of direct it on some questions on stewardship and let him uh, give us some insight that he's come up with. Let's just start with the most basic question, Brother Weatherby. Uh, explain to our listeners, what is stewardship? How would you define stewardship? Well, Brother Hamilton, first of all, People sometimes know the word or they've heard the word, but they immediately connect it with money. Yes, yes. Almost every single time. And uh, stewardship, to me, is more of the hub of the wheel, and money's just one of the spokes. Amen. And uh, so that's very, very important. But if you just look up it in the dictionary, it says a a steward is a manager. Yes. And uh, it's one that's uh, trusted, of course but who takes care of things for someone else. Um, there's just there's a lot of different synonyms you could use. But, right. But a manager, you know, a store owner usually hires a manager. Yes, And he yes. expects that manager to run the store yes. in a way that will succeed. Right. And if he's not a good manager, well, he may not have a job very long. Yes, And yes. so the big picture is that uh, God owns everything. Amen. Amen. So that's that's the first one. A lot of people we like to principle. think about my stuff, my yeah. car, my house. Yes. But the Bible says God owns it all. 
Amen. And, uh, if we ever have any doubt about that, he can tell us how quickly he can take it away. That's right. You know, Job experienced that. That's uh, right. So, uh, but it means manager and God owns. There's four things I like to use. He Good. owns it. God owns everything. He loans it to us. Wow. Everything we have is on loan. Amen. We don't own it. Amen. But then he watches it. He watches what we do with what we have. We always want more, but yeah. the question is, what are you doing with what you have? Amen. God looks at that. Amen. And then, fourthly, he rewards faithfulness. Wow. He rewards it. So wow. God owns it. God loans it. God watches it. God rewards it. Yeah. Did you hear that? Those four points, friends, that's excellent. Those four points are really the basis of what in my opinion, stewardship's about. Yep. He's right. I think that's an excellent and, definition. And it's a mindset. Stewardship yes. Is, is, yes, it's a doctrine, but it's a mindset that we connect everything to God because he owns everything we have. Amen. And most people, they categorize their lives. They they have their, you know, their home life and their church life and their vacation life. And their, you know, we have all these categories, but in a stewardship situation, God is over everything. Amen. Amen. Everything. Would you say, Brother Weatherby, that this is going off of what you just said, isn't stewardship really another way of talking about the Lordship of Christ well, over your life? If I had to write down one word in a heading, it would be Lordship. Yeah, there you go. Lord. Yeah. Okay. He's, Jesus is Lord. And we've heard the old cliche, he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. That's right. We can't make him Lord. Right. He is Lord. He's already Lord, yeah. But we can recognize him as Lord. Amen. And most people do not do that. But yes, that is the fundamental, foundational word. Amen. Is Lord. And Jesus said, why do you call me Lord? Yeah, and do yeah. not those things which yeah. I say. Yeah, we we use the word we use the name Lord sometimes so casually. Yes, and uh, if we understand what we're, when we say Lord, mm -hmm. that means He is over everything. Amen, amen. I think that's an important idea. There, there's a lot of controversy, unfortunately, that mm -hmm. I think shouldn't be out there about the Lordship of Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Lord. Amen. And shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him yes, from the sir. dead, thou shalt be saved. So yeah. I love that idea that you said it's a mindset. It's an attitude. It is. Let me go on and ask you now, um, you mentioned money. And money's uh, when people usually, if they know anything about stewardship or think they do, they come to the conclusion money's what you're always talking about. Maybe you can enlighten us about what are maybe even some other things. We know money's a part of it. And there's no doubt about that. But what are some other areas that stewardship really involves? What are we also stewards of? I think there's more than money, right? What are some Absolutely. other things? Well, most people don't think about this, but our children Amen. are the image of the Lord. That's great. And God gives us children, some, not all, uh, to steward, Amen. to manage. That's right. And, and that's, that's maybe, I mean, that would be very top priority. Great. You know? Excellent. Uh, but our job. Yes. That, yes. You know, God gives us a job, which for the Christian, uh, that's not separate from the spiritual life. That is part of the spiritual life. That is, in fact, that's it. You spend more Amen. time on your job that's right. than that's you right. do at church. Exactly. And uh, we've talked about wherever we work is kind of like a mission field, but but we're on display and unsaved people that work around us are watching us. Exactly. But if we're not good stewards of the job, if we don't, 
uh, show the boss yeah. <laughs> that he can trust a Christian. And the Christians are the best employees. Amen. And we work hard. We come early. We stay late if necessary. That's right. God's going to honor that. That's right. That's you right. Know, if, if a guy wants a promotion, if he, if he wants to pray and say, Lord, I need a promotion, God could say, okay, or he could say, well, you're not faithful over what you're doing now. Why yes, should I give you a promotion? Right. That's right. So prove God. God says about money, prove me Amen. and see. Amen. And so uh, your job, your home is part of stewardship. Good. That's part of your testimony. Good, good, yes. You know, if people let their house and things, car, things that God's loaned them. Right. Run down. They don't yeah. take care of That's it. That's right. Then why should God give you a, a new or bigger good. house? That's good. Or a better car or That's whatever. Good. Now, this one hurts a little bit, but <laughs> even our bodies. That's right. We're to be stewards of I our bodies. I agree with that, yes. And most of us don't want to go there. <laughs> uh, you know, in him, we live and move and have our being. being. Amen. And, the, and our body's the temple of Amen. the Holy Spirit. And so sometimes if we don't take care of our body, you know, we want to live long, everybody. Yeah. yeah. But, but God says, but you're not living for me now. That's right. Why should I give you 10 more years? Great point. Or 20 more years. If you're not living for me now, you're living for yourself. Amen. So those are a few that just popped off the top of my head, but you're, we're stewards of the doctrines of God. Amen. The word of God. I'm glad you brought that up. We, yeah. we, we, God's, God's given them to us. It's his word. Right. And unfortunately, sometimes uh, some preachers, Christians, uh, they just don't uh, teach. Uh, they don't handle it carefully. They don't pass mm. it down carefully. Right, right. And so uh, that's part of our stewardship. I mean, we could, there's probably several more yeah. that you or others could come up with. Yeah, yeah. The, but the, the thing is, it's all, not just these that I've mentioned. You know, in Proverbs, it says, um, lean not into thine own understanding, right. but in all, all thy ways, yes. not some ways, most ways, yes. in all thy ways acknowledge him. Yes. And so your paycheck, you, if you get a paycheck, Amen. belongs to God. That's right. And you handle, you know, we've heard people all the time say, if I, boy, if I had a million dollars, this is what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and their motives may be yeah. pure. Yeah, sure. But God may say, I think he thinks this. Well, what are you doing with $100? That's right, right. If you can't trust me with a, a dollar out of $10, which is the tithe. Yes, that's and right. And you can't honor me with the money I have. That's right. And you're wasting money. Yes. Then why should I give you more money? Yes. So we're getting a little ahead, I guess. No, but, but, no, that's but good. Part, that's all good. But when we're faithful with what we have, God, I believe, loves to increase. He wants us to prosper. Amen. Amen. Takes That's pleasure. a great principle. Yeah. Um, and we're going to take some time, I'm sure, in the podcast today or the next episode to ask you about some famous passages and verses yeah. and so forth. But it reminds me, again, I know it's probably one that you'll want to talk about later of, of the talents where Jesus said, if you're not faithful over little, yeah. I'll not make, make you faithful over much. That's one of the <laughs> fundamental principles yeah. of stewardship. Exactly. Honor God with what you have yes. right now. Yes. I love what you said about people who claim, you know, if God would give me a million dollars, I'd do this. But if you won't do it with a hundred dollars, you won't do it with a million dollars. It's yeah. just an attitude of your life. Yeah. Money's a test. Amen. That's Blessings good. are a test. Not just That's money. Right. 
That's blessings That's great. is a test. God blesses us and watches how we respond. Amen. Are we thankful? Uh, are we more interested in the blessing than the blesser? That's good. I you love know, that. that kind of thing. I love that. But most people can't handle their blessings, Brother Hamilton. God yeah. blesses them, and the more blessings they have many times, the less time they give to God. They're too busy taking care of their stuff. That's their blessings. That's a great point. Keep your eye on the blesser, and God will keep the blessings coming. But, and, you know, things are not a sin. That's right. Money's not the root of all evil. It's good. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. God wants us to enjoy things, but if things take us away from God, God is not going to give us more things. Amen. Amen. That's great. I remember during the years that we were at your church, uh, this analogy you still always give, and I want you to comment on it because it goes along with what you, you were just saying, how we're conduits. We're conduits of God's blessing. Can yes. you explain that to our listeners, how God blesses us to bless others? Go into yeah. that a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a... There's a <laughs> There's a choice. You can either be a storage tank there you go. or you can be a pipeline or Amen. a conduit. Amen. Okay. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above. Yes. And it runs into us. If it becomes, if if we're just hang on to it, hold on to it, and are in, and just consumed with ourself, um, we, we, it's like a pond that becomes stagnated. It doesn't right. have any way to go yeah. out. It's all scummed and algae. Yeah, up. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so God wants us to be a pipeline. Amen. I, I love, you know, when I preach stewardship messages, I love, my favorite is because unfortunately there's people out there that thinks that if you give enough money to them, you'll get 10 times more yeah, money than whatever. Yeah, yeah, But here's the thing. You don't give to get like this. You give to get to give. I love that. Yeah. And what is Luke 638? Give and, and it, it shall, shall be given unto you. Amen. But it's what, what when he gives it to us, how, what are we going to do with it? Yeah. Yes, God wants us to pay our bills and enjoy nice things, but he says, I also want you to invest it. I want you to share it. I want you to be a blessing. We're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. We're taught to teach. Amen. You know, we're comforted to comfort others. That's good. And uh, so don't get caught up on this. If I give, I'll get a lot. Yeah. Why do you want a lot? Why do you want God to give? So you can give more to God or God's work. That right. pleases God. Right. Amen. So that we're not the center. Yes. Christ that's it. is the center. I love Does that. Does that answer yeah. the No, question? that's excellent. Excellent. Maybe, and I don't want to go too far off of this, but I think it does, it does apply. How do you think the, you know, you mentioned this kind of in passing, the charismatic doctrines and, and prosperity gospel that's being preached out there has kind of given a bad name to stewardship because, as you said, there's so many Christians in these other movements that just think, yeah. as they've been wrongly told, if you'll just give this, God will, will, will give you that, or he'll mm -hmm. ten, ten times. Yeah. How do you think the charismatic movement has hurt stewardship, and, and, and how do you think that can be solved? Oh, it has hurt a lot. You'd be surprised, Brother Hamilton, because I preach stewardship at a lot of churches. Yes. But there are also a lot of churches that are afraid. Oh. They say, Brother Weatherby, I love you, and mm. what you're saying is right, but I, I just people will think that we're just trying to squeeze more money out of them. Wow. Because yeah. of the false teachings and char charlatans and things yeah. like that that's out there. Yeah. And it's given a bad name, <laughs> you know, 
Jesus never taught that. That's right. That that you'll never have problems. You'll always have money in the bank, and all. He never said that. That's right. Uh, but he said he would meet our needs, Amen, and supply our needs. And mm. he talked about the true riches. Yes. Jesus said, "If you've not been faithful over the unrighteous mammon, how go. shall I commit unto you the true riches?" Now, That's what correct. are true riches? Yeah. True riches are things that your money can't buy. Amen. Uh, thieves can't steal, fire can't destroy, right. those kind of right. things. Good. Um, but yes, and there's there's a lot of hesitation, and uh, it's un- it's unfortunate uh, because you know for I pastored three years where I was afraid. I, I started preaching stewardship meetings, uh, having stewardship meetings in our church in 1978. Wow. So that's Way back. 47 yeah. years ago. Wow. Every single year since 1978, wow. I've had a stewardship that's conference. That's great. And so our people looked forward to it. It was like a revival for Amen. us. Amen. Amen. Uh, because we'd have new members, new Christians. They'd never yeah. even heard of that. Yes. Uh, but we've got to try to get people to see that it's 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 not... <laughs> It's not about money. God's not trying to get your money. God wants your heart. Yes. And he wants to bless you. Yes. Amen. You know? Amen. And so uh, we, we just have to try to change people's thinking about that. And that's why uh, in our church, too, it wasn't just a three or four day meeting. We would spend a month, four Sundays before the meeting. Yes. And have Sunday school lessons about stewardship. So they that. would understand yeah. Yeah. it's not about how can we squeeze more money out of you. Yes. You know, that yes. Kind of yes. That's a great point, brother. Whether it be, uh, this idea that, and I know as a pastor too, I've, I've had to deal with this issue. You're right. Some pastors are either on either extreme. Uh, they never want to talk about money yeah. because money is kind of a touchy issue with some people. Yeah. Uh, but then again, you get the charismatics that are talking about money. You've turned on programs on TV, radio, yeah. the internet, that 20 minutes out of the 30-minute program, they're begging for your money. Yes, so yes exactly. So it has created a a bad kind of taste in some people's mouth. I like the balanced approach you have about yeah. that. You know, isn't it interesting, I know you know this, Brother Hamilton, but two-thirds of the parables that Amen. Jesus taught, Amen. money was mentioned in. Isn't that amazing? That is very important. Why? Yeah. Because money reveals so much about us. In fact, Jesus said, where your treasure is, is, there will your heart be also. Yes. And again, money is not evil. We got right. to get, get it straight. Exactly. The scripture says, God says, love him first. Amen. If you love money, you're heading in the wrong direction. Because right. money's not our security. That's Everybody right. Everybody thinks it is. That's right. But it yeah. is not. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. That's a great point. And I think this idea of having a wrong approach to money has really caused churches to suffer uh, oh, yeah. a great deal. Um, one yeah. thing I want to say about Brother Weatherby and his pastor when we were under his ministry is Victory Baptist, uh, uh, in terms of independent Baptist churches that, that I've been a part of, it's, it's a larger church. Uh, but not the largest church in, in, in this area or in, in the Metroplex, whatever, but a very giving church. One thing I really appreciated always about your ministry, Brother Weatherby, is in bringing out stewardship, uh, you set such a great example of being generous. Like you said, God blessing each of us with money so that we can be a blessing to others. Yeah. And I know Victory Baptist gave tons of money. Their, their, their amount of giving to missions, their amount of, of helping people, 
uh, how, how much we bless missionaries when they come in at missions conferences. Yeah. So it it just it ripples down to to everything a church is about, doesn't it? I mean, yes. if there's if their stewardship's right, it's going to affect the whole church. It is. It, it's again, churches can have a can have a lot of money, but they're not being blessed of God. That's not the that's not necessarily how you measure a church. Right. But if even though churches, my church, your church. Churches sometimes will go through some periods of adjustment and some trials and testings financially. But if a church is just constantly, constantly struggling, yes. that ought to be like a red light. Like when your car, the engine yeah. light comes yeah. on yeah. and flashes, yeah. Yeah. that there's something wrong somewhere. That's a good point. And uh, again, I'm not saying, you know, if a church is, does, is you know, not giving a lot of money, that's why not a good blessing. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying a church has got to use what God gives them and be good stewards of it. Amen. Just like people. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. And I was thinking of a verse. Let me just throw it out because it goes well with what you were just talking about. I love this this idea of there is a misunderstanding about money being the problem. It's not money that's a problem. God uses money. It's a tool, right? Right. And I love what Paul wrote. Uh, he said in 1 Timothy six seventeen that same passage after he said the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, mm-hmm. but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Yeah, enjoy, right. And, yeah, and so passage. doesn't that go perfectly with what you said about how we have to have the right perspective about money and what God blesses us with? Yes. And what is prosperity? That's a good, that's a good question, yeah. yes. A lot of people are rich, but they're not prospering. That's a great point. They're miserable. We know that. We, yeah. we, we, we see it on TV all the time. Yeah. But God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Just like a parent wants their kids to succeed. Exactly. And not struggle and have what they what they need. And, and God's a greater father than we are. He wants the Amen. same thing for us. But Amen. we don't trust him. Amen. We're, we're afraid. Some Amen. people are sweaty when they make out their tithes and offering check because <laughs> they're scared to death. You know, yeah, what that's exactly true. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a great point. Um, and and we'll, we'll, we'll probably have to go on to our second episode to get into this a little bit more fully, but maybe it'd be a good thing just to introduce this because that's a great way to kind of lead into that. When people, let's just talk about the money side since we've been talking about money. When a new Christian, I remember when I was a new Christian, you probably remember when you were a new Christian, when you first hear about tithing, for instance, you already mentioned a tithe is a tenth part of, mm-hmm. and we know the Bible teaches tithing and giving. The offering is separate. Yeah, two different. How would you counsel, and I know you have on all your years of pastoring, how would you counsel a new Christian to begin to tithe? What are some things you tell them when, when they first hear a tenth part of it, they kind of do the numbers in their head, they're like, a tenth part of this, you know, yeah. gross net. Say a few words about that in, yeah. in counseling a new person on that. Well, a new Christian, it's a whole new life for them. And yeah. they were saved by grace through faith. Right. Faith in God. And Amen. In, and in his uh, plan of salvation, giving his son, you put faith in that. Right. And you and I tell a new Christian, you're going to have to exercise faith in everything. That's right. And I explain to them that the Bible does have things to say about money because God knew that people are going to struggle with it. That's right. As far as I know today, Still, the number one cause of divorce in America. That's right. Good is point. financial stress. It is. But when you're under financial stress, you you can't really work on your marriage and you take care of your kids and all that because you're just consumed with debt. Right. 
And so I tell Christians, new Christians, God wants to take care of you. Amen. And he wants you to trust him. And a tithe means a tenth. And when you think about a dime out of a dollar, <laughs> yeah. or a dollar out of $10, or $10 out of $100, <laughs> do we have time for a little thing? Yeah, I, of course, sure. There, <laughs> there was a man one time that was a new Christian. Yeah. And the preacher asked him, uh, he asked the preacher, he says, uh, tell me about this tithing. So he started tithing, God bless me. <laughs> yeah. And so he preacher said, well, if you want to give above that, God will bless that. Yeah. And he just kept going and God kept blessing him. Yeah. And he got more and more and more. And finally he called the preacher and said, preacher, when I was making $500 a week, uh, you know, $50 wasn't too bad. Yeah. But he said, but now I'm making $10,000. <laughs> And he said, I can't afford to give a thousand. Yeah, a thousand, ten percent, yeah. You know, I can't afford it. Wow. What can I do? You know what the preacher said? Well, he says, you can just trust God, or I can ask God to shrink your your income <laughs> back good. down. And he go, oh, no, 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 don't do <laughs> no, that. No, don't, don't do that. that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, a lot of times, you know, people get to that point that, oh, man, that's I'm giving too much. But God says, you won't give more than I give. Amen. No one can ever outgive God. That's a great now, principle. You gotta, but you got to remember, it yeah. could be money, but it could yeah. be true right. riches, things that money can't buy. That's right. God gives us yes. things. And, That's uh, right. But yeah, a new Christian, it's it's a step of faith, and uh, it, it's not easy sometimes to start, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, a lot a lot start and quit because of fear. Right. And, and they, they don't know God yet. You know, Learning the attributes of God and the kind of God and Father that He is will help that. people so much yes. to feel comfortable and trusting. Amen. And uh, until they know God, remember right. Paul Johnson used to always say, "Don't yeah. read the Bible to please God, but read it to know God." I love that. He always said Great. that. And Excellent. so, the more people know God, the more comfortable they are of giving. Amen. You see. And it becomes a lifestyle. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than receive. He was a giver. That's right. That's a, he, he set the greatest the example. He gave the ultimate. Exactly. exactly. Amen. Those are great points, Brother Weatherby. And then, so just add to that before we close today's program, why don't you add to that this idea of offerings? Because we know what kind of the Old Testament taught what offerings are. It's a good way to describe what you first give your 10%, your yeah. tithe, but then over and above that, you talked about this guy giving even more and being blessed. Yeah. Explain how we're to do our offerings above that. Okay. Well, tithing was an Old Testament law. Mm -hmm. and But Jesus tithed. That's right. In fact, right. in Matthew 23, 23, Amen. he told Love the that. Pharisees, yeah. you give a tithe of your mint and all this kind of stuff. The spices. He says these things you ought to do. That's right. He didn't deny yeah. it was important. He but didn't. here's the point. People say, well, we're not under law. We're under <laughs> grace. Well, I love to hear people say that. Yeah, yeah. Because if you give less under grace, yeah. it's a disgrace to grace. I love that. Right? I love that statement. A Christian, yeah. a Christian God, God loveth a cheerful giver. Amen. And God wants us to give because we want to, not because we have to. Amen. But, as you said, the offering's different. And God's, the tenth is settled. You don't have to pray about tithing. Right. And and if you know you, where to put your decimal point, <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> All you got to do is move the, the decimal point. Yeah. yeah, and there's your tithe. You don't have to discuss it or think about it. Amen. But the offering, God says, I'm, I'm not making any stipulations on that. Good. 
give and it shall be given to you. It, it's right. interesting he didn't say give how much. That's right. He just said give. Yeah. For some people to give a little more, some people will give more than that. It yeah. depends on your faith and, yeah. and things of that sort and being a good steward. But offerings to me uh, is more of expressing your love to God. Good. Where the tithe is sometimes all, it would include love God, but it includes fearing God too. Yeah, duty too. Yes. Yeah. This is something that's basic. If right. You can't do this. Yeah. You know. And so tithe first, you never even have to pray about it. The offerings, though, is what whatever you feel led of God to give. And the Bible says, he that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. That's right. He that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. But you have to work up to that. Right. My wife, Shelly, and I, we, we've increased our giving every year, all the years we've been married. Amen. But we started off, you know, yeah. learning. Sure. You got to sure. gotta learn to crawl and then walk and then run. That's right. Good point. But offerings, I think, is, I think is where the, the real joy kicks in. Yes. You know, it's, yes. I get to give. Amen. Amen. So. Well, you brought some great principles out of that, Brother Weatherby. I thank you for that. This idea of the cheerful giver is so important. Oh, very. And and the idea that there's not a set amount, like on our offering envelopes and maybe yours at your church does yes. this too. Yeah. We have a place where, of course, their ties are, yeah. are listed. And, and then we have a place for missions or giving to other ministries. We have a benevolent fund. Those are the offerings. Those you give over and above. Yeah. And and Paul said, as God prospers you. Yeah, give, you know, right. Give as God's prosperous. I think that has yeah. to do with the offerings, yeah. right? Yes, and it, and it's a learning experience. Sometimes new Christians say, well, right now I'm just going to tithe. I say, great. That's the beginning place. Obey God. Amen. Tithe, and do that first. And then see what God does. And if God starts blessing you more than you thought he would, then you might want to consider an offering. That's great. That's great. I've never known anybody, and let's bring this to a close on tithing, and then we'll pick up some other subjects on stewardship again. I've never known anyone that uh, argued for tithing because they wanted to give more. Right. <laughs> if, you ever, if you ever sat down with somebody who's, who's told you tithing isn't for today, that's yeah. for the Old Testament, but I ask them, I always stop and say, so let me, let me make sure I know where you're coming from. Are you wanting to argue that we should give more than 10% or less? I've never had any of them say, no, I'm arguing that we give more. Right, it's always exactly. they want to give less. Yeah. And, yeah. And, the, and the whole idea of tithing, it's a heart issue, isn't it? It's, it's about it giving from the heart. And we have that old nature and mm -hmm. that new nature. Exactly. The new nature says, give it all. <laughs> and the old nature <laughs> yeah. says, ah, give anything. Yeah. settle down here. I don't want to give too much. It's and so struggle. there's a balance. Amen. But we don't want to live under the dominion of our old nature. Amen. We want to be filled with the Spirit of God and let Him lead us what to do. Excellent, excellent. Amen. These have been great points, Brother Weatherby. Let's bring it to a close today, and then you listen to our next episode. We're going to have Brother Weatherby continue and talk about some other principles of stewardship. So remember our motto, conviction for truth, compassion for people. God bless you.